You're tuning in to Missouri NEA Connects, a podcast to focus on all things Missouri education, from policy to practice, so that each of us can unite, inspire, and lead from where we are. We're happy you're here. Hello, friends. Samantha Hayes, Missouri NEA Professional Practice Director. Sorry for the pause there. This is the second time recording this because for some reason, it did not record my audio last time. MNEA, top takeaways for the February 2024 State Board of Education meeting. You didn't get a January meeting or update because January State Board meeting fell within the ice and sub-zero temperature weather that we got at the beginning of January across the whole state. And so there was only like a few things that were presented. So I didn't feel like I needed to clog up your inbox with a report and or your podcast downloads because thank you for downloading the podcast. And so most of what's happening in February was supposed to happen in January. So everything's kind of been pushed and adjusted. Anyway, I digress. I'm going to get to the top away top takeaways for February. One, first and foremost, I feel like I say that a lot. That's one of my key phrases, I guess. The honoring of MNEA members Leah Lawrence and Megan Manchella, they were the Missouri 2023 Milken Educators. Um, incredible humans, A. And B, it was so cool to see them be honored a second time. They were honor they were announced their awards were announced at a school assemblies for each winner on November 19th. Um, I was present at those and that was super cool to see the entire school just uh, go crazy for seeing these educators honored and honored, recognized. Um, and they did get an award, which is an unrestricted $25,000 cash prize each. And they got to become, they're now part of the Milken Educator Network, which includes a lot of powerful professional development opportunities. They, the Leah and Megan were recognized at the state board with um, resolutions they got pictures, they got to speak to the state board. It was really an awesome experience. And Missouri NEA congratulates both Leah and Megan for this prestigious national award. And just know we are so proud of you and honored that you're representing educators in Missouri for the Milken Educator Network. Next, there was a four-day school week report that found that four-day school week was neither helpful nor harmful for academic achievement or building growth in Missouri. Out of Missouri's 521 public school districts, 123 districts districts currently operate with a four-day school week. The first district adopted the four-day school week in 2011. And at the very beginning of this happening in Missouri was because transportation wasn't fully funded at the time and it was a way for cost saving measures for districts post 2020 after 2020 it started the there was a significant increase in districts moving towards this model and some districts were claiming it was a recruitment tool for educators um because a lot of the time from my understanding is that fifth day really allowed for professional development opportunities for educators to meet with their teams to stay on top of grading in a timely and accurate and fair measure way and specific way for students. So that fifth day, there's a lot that happens there. Um, 
the Office of Quality Schools commissioned SAS, a company that offers research and analytic services to investigate student outcomes for districts who do utilize the four-day school week. The report revealed that students who experience the four-day school week are more likely to be rural, white, and receive free or reduced lunch prices and are less likely to be gifted English learner or limited English proficiency and had lower achievement and growth prior to adopting the four-day week. Further, the SAS team compared school districts that adopted the four-day week before the pandemic to districts who adopted the four-day week post-pandemic, which was interesting to me. Both findings revealed revealed very small effect sizes that were deemed as not significantly statistically significant in their effects on either academic achievement or building growth. The report also made clear a clear distinction to say that these results tell us what is happening, but not necessarily why. And they led the audience to also consider the importance of the fifth day. Changes to in total instructional time, differences in impact on urbanicity and potential impact on other outcomes beyond just achievement and growth. So, so think your retention rate of educators or the graduation rates, et cetera, et cetera. Missouri NEA believes that local control is important for each of Missouri's many communities and that local affiliates must participate in the full design, authorization, implementation, evaluation, and continuation of any adjustments to the traditional school schedule and calendars. I have referenced the Missouri NEA resolutions in the report, if you're curious about those resolutions and Missouri NEA's belief surrounding these topics. Update on the Missouri School Improvement Program Annual Performance Report, known as APR, uh, known as MSIP and APR. DESE released the 2023 APR publicly on December 18th, 2023, and the February presentation to the State Board provided updates on this public release. The presentation did not include much information on the scores themselves, but was mostly focused on the overview of the APR release itself, resources available, and the next steps for MSIP 6 communication. Based on the content presented to the board, it is inferred, my inference, that there have been high levels of inquiry from various stakeholders about the Missouri growth model, which is used to calculate the growth portion of the APR score. Um, that inference not only comes from the state board meeting, but also talking to other stakeholders in the sphere of education in this state. So thank your superintendents, thank your other education organizations, thank your administrators, your edu your teachers, et cetera, et cetera. During this presentation, there was a brief explanation of the history of the Missouri Growth Model, how it came to be included in the APR calculation, and DESE's criteria for the APR data before it's released, and that criteria includes being accurate, timely, and meaningful with actionable information. DESE recognizes that in order for the data to be accurate and meaningful, which is their, they weight more heavily, then the timeliness, the timeliness of the score releases are sacrificed, and DESE states that they are working on getting the data out earlier. It was really interesting to hear what they said about the history of the growth model and how it came to be included in the MSIP calculations. Apparently, the conversation started in 2009. Lots of panels, lots of experts that came together to discuss this, and then also ere it started to be implemented and starting in 2013. This presentation to the board included new resources that DESE is putting in place to give all stakeholders more support surrounding the understanding and interpretation of the APR scores themselves. 
This is a series of four one-hour webinars from February to June 2024, and anyone can join. All the information can be found on the MSIP webpage of DESI's website, which I have linked in the report. Further, DESI is now contact contracting with SAS. This is the same company that did the four-day school week report to provide a Missouri data visualization tool. MoDVT is what it's being called for districts, educators, and the public. The visualization tool allows audiences to view and interact with the MSIP APR data. The goal with this program is to make the data more meaningful and actionable for all stakeholders. And there's a webinar giving an overview of that program on Thursday, February 15th, next week, from 9 to 11 a.m., which is a great time for educators to join, as we all know. So because educators are probably very busy with what they got going on at their school, the students that are in their classrooms, I will be there. And if you have any questions, please don't hesitate to reach out. While both these webinars and MoDVT are resources to better understand and interpret the APR, I understand that it could be beneficial. MEA is concerned of their unwieldy release. They have really arrived at a very inopportune time for the 2024 APR, which does count for the full APR score. Does It will count for the 2024 APR calculation and it will count for classification for districts. Um, which puts a lot of weight on it. We have been two years now with the MSIP 6 APR, and because of statute, they cannot count for classification because it was so new in how it was calculated. Um, but now we are two, we're to the year. We're to 2024 where that APR will be calculated, fully and calculated and, and counted for classification. So there is a lot of there's a lot um, of pressure being felt from a lot of different stakeholders at this point in time. MNEA believes that a high quality structure of accountability functions best when it's separate from high stakes testing and accreditation. A separate structure of accountability encourages school to focus on improvement. And I understand the argument about accountability. These are public funds and I 100% agree that there needs to be accountability and there also needs to be a mechanism for the ability to improve. Because um, if we're going to be spending public funds, we need to find a way to do it in the most effective way possible. And that is through improvement of these systems we have in place. And so this account, Missouri NEA believes that with we absolutely need accountability. We also need to make sure that it is not getting unneeded pressure from the high stakes testing and accreditation so that it can, again, if we're talking transparency and using public funds, we need to make sure that it's going to work well in terms of improving systems that use public funds. I have also linked that resolutions in the chat or in the chat in I, I was on a Zoom the other night in the report. Next, passing scores on new teacher candidate assessments. ETS, which is also known as Praxis, is returning to Missouri. Um, it's funny, I feel like I'm now in that phase of my career where I start things, seeing programs and systems and approaches cycling through again. So I took the Praxis in its last year as Praxis. Um, which is fascinating to me that now it's back. Um, in the last two years, the board has been approving cut scores that fall below the standard error of measurement for all content area Pearson tests 
which was Pearson was the test before. So the state board has approved cut scores that fall below one standard error of measurement for those Pearson exams. They've been doing that the last two years um, on recommendation from DESE Office of Quality Educator Quality. With the switch to ETS exam, the department recommend recommended the initial and provisional cut scores be the same as one SEM below the current level. Um, the board approved this range for cut scores and the Office of Educator Quality will collect data on results of these ETS exams to determine if any further movement is needed to be, if we need to make as a state any movement on that cut score. Um, it is really important to note that exit exams are only a part of the certification process for traditional certification. Teacher candidates must also complete an educator preparation program, course of study, complete student teaching, maintain a 3.0 or higher GPA and in professional education and content areas, and pass the exit exam. So it's only the exit exam is only one piece of all of the different things that lead to traditional certification, which does fall in line with MNEA resolutions, which I again have linked in the report. Registered teacher apprenticeships in Missouri. The U.S. Department of Labor has recently approved teacher as a registered apprenticeship, and Missouri State University has since become a national leader in registered teacher apprenticeships. During this presentation, the Office of Educator Quality gave, gave context to DESE's role in supporting educator preparation programs who do offer apprenticeships as a pathway and for teacher candidates. And Missouri State University faculty, Dr. Barry Tinkler and Dr. Risha Adams, presented on what led Missouri State to that pathway option for students and how the program currently runs and the next steps for the future. I was getting very, uh, I was very much full of pride during this presentation because my undergraduate is from University, Missouri State University. So go Bears. MNEA supports student teaching and apprenticeships as avenues in preparation of educators and believes that the rights and responsibilities of prospective teachers must be assured in the agreement between school districts and college or university administrations. Prospective teachers should be provided financial financial assistance, internship programs, or tuition waivers by the state. Um, and that's also supported by Missouri NEA resolutions, which I've linked in the report. Another interesting thing of note that I didn't put necessarily in the report that I typed, because um, I try to make it one page, um, that I'll, but I'll say it here because it's just something that's at the forefront of my mind. There were three charter school renewals that happened during the state board and there was a lot there's especially like this meeting in January and then also in December I just feel like recently we've done a there's been a lot of questions about charter school renewals um and they and the state board's involvement in how they approve sponsors who then sponsors monitor charter schools and have contracts with them so there's and especially with recent legislation coming forth about school choice vouchers education savings accounts and expanding charter schools in the state of missouri there's just charter schools are at the forefront of a lot of people's mind and especially the state board and board member carrie casey recommended that because there were so many questions, she recommended to the group that they they maybe they get the history of charter schools in Missouri and nationally to understand the context of charter schools in both the state and this country. Um, which, yes, agree. There needs to that needs to be 
I'm always a proponent of hearing the history of something and how it got to be where it is and how it functions in the current context and the future of it. Um, I will definitely be at that um, when and if they have that. I think they were looking at a June meeting for that, the before the state board meeting in June, that afternoon before they would meet and have those, uh, have an expert come in and speak to them on that. I will be very curious as to who that expert is and what additional resources and research I can find and curate and provide to also be a supplement as needed um, in that space. Um, Because I think it's very important that we get a um, unbiased view if we're educating um, decision makers on this topic. And that is the state board meeting for February. Um, I also want to give a plug for if you are a a Missouri NEA member, I have quite a few members right now who are doing um, series, um, podcast series. So if you are someone who this avenue of um, of speaking to fellow educators in the state of Missouri, of talking to res- to experts in the field, if this is an avenue that really calls to you and you feel like you have something to say on this platform as a educator in the state, as a Missouri NEA member, please contact me. Let's chat about your idea about what you could be speaking on. Um, I have a couple series going right now, which is really exciting from members. And I always love to get their input and this provide and give them this platform, which is theirs to get their expertise to other educators in the state. I would love more information, more episodes on professional practice and not just me and auto pontificating about legislation that is, or decisions or policy that is being made because um, really we want to get information to you that you could apply immediately in your um, classrooms, any best practice, evidence-based um research-based and proven strategies that you can use in your classroom today. So if you have, if that intrigues you, please email me. My email's in the report. Um, Otherwise, I hope all of you have a great day and I hope this recorded this time. Thanks.